Hey, yo, what's up? Welcome back to A Bro with Mike and Mike on the mic. It's your boy Mike M A I K here with my boy Mike and my K. You already know what it is. Yo, what's up? We back finally. Fuck, it's been like three years, man. We apologize for the delay. I know we said that we was gonna drop about three days ago too. Like, man, honestly, it's just been a hassle with this whole like trying to record over the phone. Like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Mike actually moved out of Hawaii, so you know we're not based together anymore so it's a little difficult to make these podcasts uh that's why it has been so long it's been three years now so man we're finally back finally figured out a way to record these things without actually being in the same room together uh super excited about that super excited to get new content out to talk to you guys some more um shoot my yeah yeah it's definitely been a different dynamic uh you know not recording and being in a different state and going through all the loopholes that you got to do to record like remotely, but we'll figure it out for you guys. We'll put out some good content. You already know us. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But look, man, since we're talking about like the whole three year process, I mean, in that time period, fuck, I, the whole world got shut down with the whole COVID thing. Everybody had to wear masks in stores and everything. Like, man, that was another crazy oh yeah it was podcast that made everything super difficult for us so like i mean my boy mike here he had a new job opportunity um i don't go if you want to go ahead and tell the the audience about that uh, yeah it was crazy because uh during like the height of covid we was at vegas and i was just like looking around i was like man like like there's nothing for me in vegas like other than my family but then my girlfriend hit me up, was like, hey, this, we can move to Spokane. And first of all, I don't know what the fuck Spokane was. Like, <laughs> I didn't hear Spokane. I didn't know of Spokane. And then I move out here, and <clears throat> it's different, man. It's uh, The people out here are different. The culture is different out here. They value different things out here. But uh, it's been, what, a year and a half since I moved up here. And uh, I can say I've grown to, to like this place in a different – obviously, it's not my home state of Hawaii, but – what you gonna do, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. What you so, been up to, Mike? Um, shit. Since he's three years, let these people know what what uh, <laughs> he's been up to, you know? Well, you know, um, shit. I think the last time we made a podcast, I was actually um, I was working in retail, man. You know, I was um, selling designer bags for Coach to Asian women who didn't speak English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my job was definitely difficult, you know. But um, these days, I uh, I currently drive a truck for Frito-Lay. So um, I, I'm definitely in that manner, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I guess you could say we, we came up from the last time that we actually recorded a podcast. Like, man, yeah, that's we crazy. are definitely on a different tier now. We're on a different level. So, yeah, it's, I think the last time I recorded, I didn't even get to my job. But I think the last time I recorded, I was at like a... I think I was working like a golf course or something. I'm like, you know, we are work. We just recorded like after work, like just mess around kind of with the boys. But um, maybe even before we play basketball, we would record if we had any spare time. But uh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, now I work at Alaska <laughs> Airlines and yeah, life's different. It's uh, definitely not. It's a different job. And grateful for all the blessings and I'm excited to talk to everybody. Yeah, man. And shoot, with these new career opportunities comes, you know, better benefits, more money and shit. Hopefully with that extra cash that we got laying around now, we can, you know, 
make this podcast a little bit better, make it a little bit bigger, you know, expand our audience. Um, and shit, get the video off the ground finally. I know we've been talking about that for years. Uh, so, fuck, me and Mike, we actually recorded our first video. It was about, shit, it was almost an hour long. It was like 45. Yeah. And then we never even released it, never edited it. Nothing. I, I don't even know if that's a word. That's a difficult word to say. <laughs> yeah, so somewhere... <laughs> Somewhere on some device out there, bro, somebody got an hour of us just talking about <laughs> bullshit, just bullshit, you know what I mean? And, like, if you, hey, whoever finds that, that uh, phone that we recorded it on, if we ever get famous, bro, sell that shit back to us, because, you know. Yeah, man, that's pure gold right there. That's some uncut, raw <laughs> footage, bro. Eddie Murphy, like Mike said in episode two or three. But, uh, yeah, hey, how was, how, how was COVID for you? Like how was how was life in Hawaii? I know everything down there was uh, man. So over here it was definitely different, you know. Um, shit, the the mask restrictions. I mean the COVID restrictions. Period. They were extremely strict over here. Um, like man, I I know for a period of time, like like grocery stores they would close at like six p.m. Like man, you definitely had to wear your mask all the way up until this year. Uh, I believe it was March twenty fifth of this year when they actually like remove the mask mandate but uh since i am like a a vendor and everything and i do work for frito-lay i do have to go to grocery stores and things often and i do know that now like um they're starting to reinstate the mask mandate not not so much for um uh, like everybody like all citizens of hawaii but uh um, right right i i know for like uh vendors and employees of like grocery stores and stuff like that they do have to wear masks again and Man, it sucks, you know, working with the mask on. So hopefully, oh, I believe it, bro. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we have to wear a mask for a short period of time. When I actually, when I got COVID, when I moved up here, I uh, went to this like concert, flew back home, and I was like feeling the. I was like, "Yo, what's going on?" Like, I felt different, and then I had one one day where I was like real bad. I'm like, "Oh shit, I gotta go get tested before I go back to work." So I go, I get tested, and then next thing you know, I have, they're like, oh, yeah, you got COVID. I'm like, oh. And then, uh, <clears throat> what you call it? They made me wear a mask when I went back to work. They're like, hey, yo, like, we're going to have you up in the pit. So I'm in the pit stacking, like, 100 bags with a mask on. And, like, bro, this this is worse than being sick. You know what I mean? Like, you can't breathe <laughs> through that, that medical mask. Is, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, back to what you are saying about Hawaii and, like, the mandates and stuff. So what, you, you ever see it open? Is it been opening up or? Where we at? Oh now? yeah, I mean, uh, the the state as a whole is open now, but uh, I I feel like the restrictions are definitely in talks, you know, about coming back because the the cases are definitely on the rise. And uh, honestly, I don't know how much of that is true. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely believe in COVID. Uh, I had <laughs> it uh, tested positive for it. Uh, it yeah. sucks. Um, honestly, it only sucks for like the first two days, and then I felt fine. But definitely ah, bro it's enough about, I, I, i'm I'm tired of talking about covid yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so let me move on to something more bright you know what i mean like what you got in the future what you got you got, you got anything coming up well I'm, i mean um shoot i actually just got back from that trip from visiting you up in spokane man a uh, hell of a town up there you know what i'm saying or maybe it's just the 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 people that you introduced me to up there that are hella i i don't i don't even know how to describe it man it's a it's a once in a lifetime type of experience that that I had uh, maybe about a month ago that I came over there and stayed for about a week. Um, shit. In the near future, though, I do plan on um, going up to Denver, catching a Broncos game. You know, 
oh, yeah. Broncos fan over here and got it tattooed on my left arm. For all the fans that didn't know, maybe I'll post a picture <laughs> of it on our um, Instagram story later on. If you guys don't already, go follow us on Instagram at Abra Podcast. Um, just dropped the the new logo for the podcast. Uh, I hope you guys like it. Uh, I had some 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 help designing that. Um, some inspiration from the co-host Mike over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, bro. I got a lot of white hairs from that um, designing <laughs> that, but you know. Um, Man, so you were you heading to Denver for uh, which game is that? Um, shoot, it's actually gonna be October twenty third. I'm gonna catch the Broncos Jets game. You know, I, I figured I'd go to a cupcake game that that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that guarantee way. win. Yeah, hopefully, or maybe Zach Wilson comes in and throws for four hundred yards and completely embarrasses us. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> I can't believe what your organization did to the city of uh. Seattle and, and Washington as a state, man. It's been uh, great ever since Russell left. And I can oh, yeah. tell you that everybody, there's a lot of sad fans walking around with the number <laughs> three now. And it's, it's crazy because uh, every Sunday I, when I'm working the planes, I just see um, plane loads of uh, just Seahawk fans just ready to go. Man, you know what I mean? And they're ready to just fly down to the, to the Hawks nest and just – but it's crazy now. It's like – it takes up take a little bit of win out of the sale, you know. They're not as excited with Russ gone, but you see what happens, you know. <clears throat> oh, man, hopefully, I experience that aura down in Denver now when I take my trip down there in October. Oh yeah, apparently that's one of the best like sports stadiums to go to. I flew over when I went to Dallas one time, and it was a uh... bro. You talk about mile high city, bro. That shit is actually a mile high up there, bro. Like we were flying over and I shout out. Hey, before I even. Finishes. Shout out to my boy Justin, Simmons, bro. I know you follow us in a bro podcast. Yes, sir. Shout out Instagram. to Justin Simmons, the best of the Broncos in the game today. Hey, whoa, hey, bro. No, 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 no. We give credit where it's due on this podcast, okay, Mike? And that hey, is bro. the best safety in the game today. Mm, nah, we're gonna have to slow. Nah, that's my boy. But hey, we're gonna have to slow down with all of that because we got a new book coming in, number fourteen. You know what I'm saying? At number fourteen, where's number fourteen? We got a new guy in the backfield. Center field playing. Yeah, quarterback Hamilton can go take a hike. Justin Simmons <laughs> is already established. Okay, so hey, well, I actually was uh, I texted you the day of the draft or the group chat rather, and I texted everybody else like, yo, I got a strange feeling Eric DeCoste is gonna draft Kyle Hamilton. If he and then I was surprised he slipped past ten because uh, Kuiper had him at like five. Yeah, I seen him projected top five. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was smoke screens or what, but he definitely well, fell way see what, further. I thought see, I was. did a lot of research on this and uh his forty, he ran a four five nine or something. It was almost a four six. And that I I guess that pushed him down a bunch of uh picks, but I mean that guy's it, there's a difference between game speed and forty speed. Like look at John Ross and look at uh Tyreek Hill, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, man. I mean, it's completely different on the field. Oh, yeah. At- I'm pretty sure we talked about that in one of our previous episodes. Um, how much do combine stats really matter, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, uh, I mean, you, you, if you really think that 4-9 or 4-5 is going to uh, hinder him as, as playing like a strong safety or they're talking about having him as like a hybrid linebacker, you think if that's going to – Bring his ceiling down, you're, you're tripping because I think he's going to be all pro. I see all pro written all over this kid. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> but, uh, 
I mean, I guess only time can tell, right? Yeah, man. And I've been a new sport of baseball. I've been getting into baseball a lot, just mostly because of my sports bets. Definitely. Uh, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, baseball can definitely be an addicting sport to watch. Um, shout out to Josh Naylor of the Cleveland Guardians for making me and Mike uh, baseball fans. Yeah, because it was uh, they were down like four runs in like the eighth inning, and he hit this ball. He hit. So I believe hit it grand... was um, they they were down no three runs. I believe it was seven to four in the bottom of the seventh. And, yeah, uh, and he hit like this grand slam, and uh, let me tell you, bro, I, whew, I almost shed a tear over a baseball <laughs> game, and this is a regular season on like a Tuesday night base type of baseball game, like, and he he cracked this ball, and it was. It was crazy, but, man. Yeah, it was something spectacular. I mean, no, no other player in MLB history had ever done it. He um, homered and then grand slammed or something yeah. like that. Like, but uh, we, we, we're going to have some uh, some guests in the show coming up uh, that know a little bit more about sports than us because, believe it or not, we're experts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we try our best, though. Despite you – know, all the um, all the stats and everything that we give you guys are strictly from the top of our head. We don't research anything on the show. Um, we we, we kind of do our research prior to starting the show and then just give you guys the raw versions of pretty much it's a it's a opinionated show, you know. Um, yeah, we uh we try to <laughs> with with facts. To, yeah, yeah <laughs> we try not to mix bias bias in there, but uh. Yeah, it slips definitely. out every once in a while. You know what I mean. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your your number fourteen at fourteen comment was a little biased. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, my Justin Simmons best safety of the game is a little biased. So, I mean, you know, we keep it real. <laughs> so, uh, what's that called? What, um, what um, what place are you looking to go next? Like, what's other than Denver? Like, what what you got on that big board of your of yours? Shoot, man. Um, after Denver, um, you know, I live in paradise so i mean check that one off the board um honestly i i want to go to places where it's um not like hawaii you know like um where you can see the beach and palm trees and stuff like that i know usually like that's the type of vacation people would take but like man i want to see like mountains and snow and stuff like that like and if not that then shoot i want to go to a foreign country man i want to check out freaking greece paris Things like that. I don't know, man. I don't. It's um definitely a mystery. There's a lot of world to travel, a lot of unseen places. So yeah, let me tell you about winter, bro. Cause uh, it was literally like a six month winter over here, and it's still in the low fifties at night. It, it, at night it drops down to like high thirties. But uh, dude, working the rap, I'm telling you, bro. The wind, the wind is just blowing on your face constantly. I've, I've come home to like my face being burnt just from the the wind freeze or the wind chill rather. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not fun on the ramp, but got to keep the lights on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, somebody's got to pay the bills, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Uh, what you call it? Any, uh, anything coming up interesting for you other than that Denver game? You, uh, any more tattoos you got coming up, or what? You know, it's just strictly work for me. I mean, that that's why it's so hard to put out these podcasts and everything, you know, get on the mic and actually um, spit some knowledge and spit some facts out. I, I mean, 
we um <clears throat> we definitely need to get back into this though um i felt like we were starting to build up a nice little uh, audience and um we we kind of just let our audience down <laughs> um yeah. we apologize for that first and foremost um i know that's how we started the show kind of so um we'll go ahead and uh retouch on that we apologize to our audience uh, for making you guys wait so long for some new content um shoot man I guess I could say that that's something that's interesting that's coming up in my life is that we're going to release new content for a bro podcast. Um, hopefully um, get a video stream out there pretty soon. Um, whether yeah, it's, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, you stream in like in a separate box from me <laughs> and we're on zoom or something. I, I have no idea, but um, definitely figure that out. Um, shoot. Hopefully we can get um, Joel on the podcast i know i tagged him on our instagram post uh that i posted for the new logo that we created um he's right. uh he, he's wanting to get into like uh sports journalism so we figured we'd give him a nice little opportunity here on a bro podcast with mike and mike on the mic to uh showcase his talents yeah it gives us somebody else to argue with you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> another another mouth definitely makes for more topics. So, you know, it's never a, a dry podcast. It's never just repetitive talking about the same things over and over. Yeah, and I also feel like it's uh it feels good to be in like we're in like a right place in our life where we can finally put our effort into this, you know, like back then we're we're just young kids trying to figure out what what we're going to do and like our future rather than a podcast. Cause a podcast, honestly, before was just like a spare time, like, like a mess yeah, around kind of thing. Like a, a fun activity to do. It was like a hobby. Yeah. Like it's little kids, you know, like, Oh, everybody's like, Hey, let's film something. You know, like, and then, uh, but now I feel like we're more centered and we're more like prepared and set up for a podcast. And obviously the circumstances are, are, aren't, aren't the best. It might be in 2000 miles away, but I mean, <laughs> We're working on that too, but we'll see. Hey, that's why you got the job at Alaska Airlines. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And uh, recently, I just been to Disney World and with my family, and uh, dude, yeah. Or Florida's. If yeah, for anyone listening out there and have, hasn't been to Florida or Disney in general or Universe, it's the craziest place. I'm not gonna give too much spoilers away in terms of like rides and whatnot, but that was one of the craziest places I ever been in my life, and it was uh, What's the whole- best experience you had? there oh by far it was uh so they have this ride over there it's a uh, hogwarts express everybody watched like harry potter so i'm sitting on this this like train that takes you between parks and so there's islands of adventures and then there's universal studios itself with the main park and uh so it takes you from one end to the park to the other end and then uh you're sitting on this like cab as like they do in the movie when they first go to hogwarts and uh so as you're sitting there and like the train starts moving and then through the screen, like you're driving by the forest and you see Hagrid and you see the people on the broom. That's just like as if you're looking out the window. But that's not even the best part about it. You look to the left, like the door you came into, there's literally like Hermione and Harry like talking like, hey, is somebody in this cab? Yeah, Braun, somebody's in here. Like you're like, oh, dude, you're just – and you're looking at two things and there's so much shit going on. And, and then – uh I'm not going to spoil the way back because I guess going back to Hogwarts, there was a, it's way different, like, um, in terms of like the experience, but yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. And then 
Hogwarts itself is amazing. The, the detail they put into everything. Like we, uh, and I was glad I got to go um, during a time where it wasn't too hot because the lady said it gets pretty hot over there, like the workers. And uh, got to spend time with my parents. I know they're getting old. My sister. And it was it was a good time. I mean, Disney Disney World itself was amazing too. Like can't say enough good things about it. But yeah, that was something interesting that happened to me recently. And with this job, obviously blessings. You know, um, me to do that. It was yeah. Tell him, Mike, you got to get out there. <laughs> no, yeah, man. That's why I uh, took that trip up to Spokane, man. I definitely need to spread my wings and explore some more. I mean, you know, I was born and raised in Kentucky and then came out here to Hawaii and kind of been on the rock ever since. But Yeah, you've been to Alaska, bro. I've never, I worked for Alaska Airlines. I, never, I haven't even been there yet. So. Yeah, man, it's a beautiful place. I, I mean, I only went to the airport and flew over the state. <laughs> If anybody didn't know, they're the fourth largest cargo export air, airport in the world. Uh, there we I go. That, that was a cool fact. Um, today's interesting, useless facts. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a lot of useless knowledge up here stored. But um, shoot, Mike, what do you think about um, the NBA Finals, man? I'm glad you asked that. I um, <laughs> I think uh, Warriors in six. Warriors in six. Huh? You don't think the Celtics have a chance to? Uh... I actually, I actually do believe, other than the Heat, that the Warrior or the Celtics are the best equipped to to stop the the high power offense that the Warriors are. Because uh, Marcus Smart is a pain in the ass for anybody playing against. Um, I think he's gonna make Curry's life hell. But I think the Warriors are too deep. Uh, too experienced. They've been there before. They know what to expect. I think Boston's coming in like the young buck, not knowing what to, um, how the game goes. You know, the finals here, so the game changes a little bit different. The the stage is a little bit bigger. You know, lights are brighter. Definitely. I mean, but I mean, we also got to figure the Celtics have kind of been waiting on this moment for like the past four years now. They've had the right. same team, same chemistry. I mean, yeah, they're they're young in the sense of they haven't really been to the finals yet but they've kind of been together and they've kind of been meshing together and building that finals type of environment that you need in a locker room to win right. the final. and i mean i honestly i feel like this is the celtics time i feel like this is their year um, i feel like jason tatum has finally matured into the player that he needs to be to lead a team to the finals and get over that hump and win it um right he he definitely has the supporting members and Marcus Smart, as you said, on the defensive end. Um, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people don't give Marcus Smart a lot of credit on the offensive end either, but he can right. definitely get a bucket when he needs to. Um, maybe not all the time, maybe not consistently, but he's he's definitely a, a, a threat. <clears throat> For sure. You know, they got 35-year-old Al Horford playing <laughs> Tim Duncan. I, I don't know what that's about, but. Al Horford is definitely playing like a madman. That's the skeleton of Al Horford out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> but man, he's no, yeah, you're right. I, I, can, um, I can tell you that. No, yeah, you're right for sure because uh, they they've been through some battles together. Uh, they've been together for what, like five years. That that core group. So they've seen it all in terms of like exactly. And like I, I actually just seen this post today. They um in the playoffs this year 
they eliminated the past four teams that they lost to in the playoffs in the round that they lost to them in. So like wow. the first the first round this year, they played the Nets. They beat them. They lost to the Nets, I believe, last year in the first round or twenty twenty in the first round, twenty twenty one in the first round last year, and then twenty twenty they lost to Miami in the second round or the in the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals this year, and then last year they lost to the Bucks in the second round. They beat the Bucks in the second round this year. I thought that that was just a oh yeah no yeah they got some bro they got some straight up killers on their team man they got uh. They got their their team is really deep too. They got uh, Pritchard. That's got what I mean. JT Williams, Jalen. I feel they like the two to keep up with the Warriors. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And I well I think with the surprise player of Andrew Wiggins, he's been the surprise of the playoffs because I think honestly think this was his last year before being a minimal player like a rotation player type guy, or not not so much a rotation player, but not like a you know, focal point of the offense. And then I think this year, this all this pole season, in fact, got him a lot of money coming up, coming his way, you know. And he's been playing, he's been playing good defense. He's been hitting his shots. He's been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he had Luka Doncic in a box in that last series against the Mavericks. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that there's a better wing defender left like in this series, um, I, I guess you could say uh, Brown or Tatum, uh, but I mean, realistically, in these playoffs, Wiggins has definitely been the best wing defender. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, who do you uh, who do you have for rookie of the year in uh, football this year? In football, yeah, or- let's change uh, change the speed a little bit. <laughs> so I mean, um. Just to give a little conclusion on the NBA Finals, I, I would say Celtics in seven. <sighs> I know that they would have to go to Oakland and win it in Chase Center, but I definitely think the Celtics have the firepower this year to take it home. I hope the Celtics take it home. But um, anyway, back to your point of the NFL. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's kind of hard to – say who's going to win rookie of the year. I mean, I feel like this draft class was pretty like uh I I I for lack of a better term, I guess you would say uh, th- this draft class was trash. I think it was uh I well, I think it was a more defensive heavy heavy uh draft. I feel like they're going to have a lot of good defensive pieces coming up. I do feel like oh, yeah. the Jags reached on Trayvon a little bit. Uh, um um, I think Sauce is going to be a breakout player. Um, well, yeah. uh, I think uh, Jordan Davis from the Eagles, you're probably going to hear about it when Joel gets on here because uh, he's a diehard bleed, bleed uh, green <clears throat> fan. But I think, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of key players. I, I don't think this is a real star-filled draft as per se like the last couple of drafts. But I think, I think this is going to be – this is a draft where you, you fill in the pieces, you know. Like we, our secondary was ranked 32 in the league last year, um, mostly due because uh, <laughs> or not the, uh, yeah. huh? No, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. The um, the your secondary was terrible last year, so the Ravens went out and grabbed Kyle Hamilton. Um, it's more about uh, filling pieces rather than getting that superstar organizational changing player. Right, right, right. Like you're not gonna have a Joe Burrow type guy. 
this draft. I feel like you're not gonna have like a like a Jamar Chase. You know those instant impact guys. I feel like they uh, like a Jonathan Taylor type guy that can come in and get you a thousand yards. I don't think there's a running back in this this draft like that. Definitely. Uh, I think that's why it's so hard to give a prediction for rookie of the year on either end of the ball. But I mean, if just staying roughly, um, if I had to just throw a name out there, I'd say on the offensive end, I've always been really high on him. Um, it'd be Drake London. Um, I know he has Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball down in Atlanta. Now, but, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, Marcus himself can make a nice little resurgence down there, too. With a weapon like Drake London and uh, Kyle Pitts, so you think he's uh, you think they got Marcus down there as a bridge, or do you think he's more? Because yeah. I know Ritter's there, but do you think they they buy into Ritter as? Because they could have got him way. I think they could have got him like a whole two rounds before they got him. Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, I feel like they took Ritter where they took him. I mean, it was an excellent place to take him, but um, they got him because he plays similar to Marcus if you really look at it I mean Marcus at Oregon Ritter at Cincinnati kind of the same style quarterback um I feel like Marcus is definitely the bridge um maybe he's there to teach Ritter a thing or two and then they Mm -hmm. see how Ritter does in the future when he is ready when Marcus is no longer that uh I guess you would say now nine and eight type quarterback because I mean realistically he's not a top five quarterback in the league. He's not going to go out there and give you 5,000 passing yards a season. I mean, let's be real here. Mark is going to give you a solid 3,600 yards, 27 touchdowns, 15 to 20 interceptions. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that's realistic. That's realistic. Yeah, that's yeah, realistic. yeah. I agree, I agree. I, um, I just feel like – I just feel like nowadays quarterbacks are – are leaning more towards like a dual threat, which I think Desmond falls under that. But I feel like you also have to have like it's more of a offensive more so than a quarterback's talent. I I feel does that make sense? Definitely. I feel like it's more okay. Like if you was to put if you used to put Josh Allen into uh, where the Colts are, where whoever the Colts quarterback is now, Wentz. Is it still once? Who is it? Now? <laughs> you put so, Josh Allen there, and I think Josh Wentz, Allen. Wentz is the quarterback of the Commanders now. Oh, that's a sneaky move. That's that's an underrated move, I think. Indianapolis has Matt Ryan. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I um. So yeah, like getting back to my point earlier, I feel like the offensive line is uh. I feel like the offensive line is where it makes the quarterback. I know it sounds cliche and like, you know, like red's red, blue, blue, you know, but I feel like the offensive line is more important in this game with defensive linemen running four fives and and whatnot and four threes. You got people like Bosa and, you know, Donald and Hutchison. um, You can go all day about about, uh, pass rushers, but. Definitely. I, I feel like a, a really good linebacker who came out of this draft was Devin Lloyd. I feel like he was underrated. You know, I like out of him. Utah. Definitely. Yeah. Out of Utah. Yeah. Yeah. He slipped kind of far. Wasn't he like a late second or first? No, he was uh, late first, but um, late first? I, I believe Aguars picked him at like uh, 
They had a, they had a really good draft. I, I feel like the Giants had a really good draft too. Yeah, definitely. The Giants got some protection for Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, Evan Neal. I, I am still high on Daniel Jones. I feel like nobody gives that guy enough credit. Um, I still feel like he could be an elite quarterback in the league. I'm not saying he could be like top five Hall of Fame, Super Bowl MVP, but um, he's definitely like a top 15, top 10 type guy, but he just doesn't have the pieces up in New York. I feel like New York definitely had a Good draft. Uh, I wouldn't say great. Honestly, I feel like the Eagles had the best draft. Um, as far as like what you were saying earlier, like filling pieces and um, getting what they needed, I feel like the Eagles definitely did that the most. Um, if not the Eagles, then probably the Jets. You know, I think we're pretty up there on that list of because uh, we filled our biggest need after Bradley Bozeman left. We got uh, Tyler Lindenbaum and. Linderbaum and he uh was projected as the top O lineman in the whole draft class, but then they measured his arms and his arms was a little short and that dropped or that dropped the uh, value of his pick, I guess, or stock. And uh Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh saw him and Marshall Yanda even co signed on him because Marshall Yanda or Yanda's from uh Iowa as well. So he co signed on him and was like, Yeah, this guy is gonna be a staple of your offensive line for years to come. So I'm like Okay, like, and they got him, they traded him, uh, we traded, obviously, Hollywood Brown for him, which gives up our deep our deep threat, but I feel like a lot of people in the wide receiver room is going to have, is going to be forced to step up, like, Prochet had a pretty good year last year, I think Devin DuVernay is going to step up in, um, Rashad Bateman, we're really high on him as a possession guy, um, we got, we got Linderbaum, Linderbaum at 26, and then we had, uh, Ojabo, I think pick 52 I think which I think is a really good value I know he he was projecting a top top 10 pick too prior to this him and um, Hutchinson but uh we got him as a, as a second round pick and uh I can't I couldn't be more happier with his obviously he had that torn Achilles out his pro day but without that he'd be top five pass rusher in this this draft those are some interesting takes uh Sounds a little biased because uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a little bias mixed in there. You know what do you do? I think he has potential to be the best pass rusher in this draft when the top two picks were pass rushers. But okay, you know I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you. Well, some. I think it's okay. Well, we can go and back to Georgia right. players because uh, I think the Georgia players are going to be hard to gauge just based on how, how good that defense was. That line itself was I like figure when two of the top five picks were lined up right next to each other. It's kind of hard to. Judge. See, I feel like one of them is uh, going to bust, you know, because, like, uh, I feel like it's going to be – you're not going to be seeing single single pass rush the whole time. You're going to be seeing doubles, especially as a first-round pick. You're, you're, Trayvon Walker is the Jaguars' pass, pass – uh, well, him and Josh Allen now, but pass rush. But like, so, like, now you're not going to see just single – you're going to get doubled – Double and whatnot, so not gonna put the same numbers you did when you're standing next to Jordan Davis or uh, what's that li- linebacker name? Elam. Yeah, who the Eagles also picked up. They picked that's, up. that's a good pick too. So um, I don't know. I feel like the that's why I feel like the Eagles really made splashes in the draft. They really touched on their defense, which was absolutely atrocious last year. Oh yeah. 
Well, now it's all on Hurts. We'll see if Hurts steps up and gets that big second jump like how Lamar did bias again, but like how Lamar did. Um, hopefully, hopefully it pans out for the Eagles organization because I'm tired of hearing them on Twitter. I'm tired of hearing my friend Joel. I just I, – I don't know what's going to satisfy them, you know. It's just always – it's an unsatisfactory uh, organization, and they always have something to say regardless of what what goes on, you know. Can you think you think you agree with that that take, or is Eagles fans on your nerve as well? Or I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> I, I feel like um, I, I do feel like they had a really good draft, and I feel like they improved on what they needed to improve on, um, especially trading for AJ Brown in the draft. Mm, yeah, forgot about that. He pick up, um, man. The Broncos, though, how about us? What about you guys? Yeah, man. What about? <laughs> You nah, I feel like I feel everything is uh you guys are a win now team, you know? And it's taken as soon as Russ steps on that field. It's it's on. And they they're more than well equipped in that with, with offensive things. The what depending on whatever Judy's situation is. But like I said, that's a win now that's a win now defense and a win now offense. And Russ has no excuse at this point in his career. Like for anybody who plays fantasy football out there and you're thinking about picking up Jerry Judy in the first round or the second round or whenever you're thinking about picking him up, don't. don't do Is that it. the scoops? Is that Mike's scoop of the day? That's Mike's scoop of the day. For fantasy football this year, if you're thinking about drafting Jerry Judy as a Broncos fan, I'm telling you right now, D-O-N apostrophe T. Don't do it. You want to know why? I'll give you one reason why right now. Let's hear it. He's what? Tim Patrick. That's two first names. That's one reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's one name, one reason. Two first. (laughs) That's two first names, one first, one last. No, yeah, he... uh... (laughs) Relax. I've seen um, I've seen this crazy stat that ESPN posted of his catch radius. It's like the size of a car or something like that. Maybe even bigger. We're talking about Tim Patrick, right? Eighty-one. Yes. Correct. And um, I think that wide receiver core is just oozing with talent, bro. I feel like it's just ready to, to uh... exactly. And if Tim Patrick isn't my reason, my second reason would be KJ Hamler. The Hamlerger. Hamburglar? <laughs> the Hamler burglar? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, okay, so going back to fantasy, since you got the scoops, well, okay, if you had the first pick, who are you picking? First overall pick in the first round. First pick? Cooper Cup. How's our league set up? Are we going, uh, are we going PPR? How 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 the league set up? I mean, we'll, uh, okay, we'll we'll do standard first, and we'll do PPR. So standard scoring, which nobody I don't think standard, anybody plays that. My personal opinion, I'm going Jonathan Taylor. You know what I mean? Based off of what he did last year, based off the way their offense is still set up this year, I mean they didn't really pick up any receivers. So Matt Ryan doesn't really have any pieces to throw to, other than Jonathan Taylor. So. That's where my money would be. I mean, they did 
they did retain Naheem Hines. Uh, they picked up Philip Lindsay in free agency. But I, I still don't think either one of those guys threatens Jonathan Taylor's throne. Um, that guy would be the surefire number one pick. Um, am I am I just saying that as a smokescreen so that you pick him up later on when we play our fantasy football season? I don't know. Um, that uh, that is totally possible. Um, so who do you think? Okay, after this crazy off season, this free agency off season, um, who do you think's numbers takes the biggest dip? Like, who do you think drops like in value? I think I'll start this off. I think Devontae Adams value drops a mm. lot. I think. You don't believe in Derek Carr? Well, I don't. It's not Derek Carr. I don't believe in. I don't believe in the Raiders organization. I feel. I feel like. Uh, I feel like they haven't found their identity yet. Cause la- cause they're they're kind of in between being a pass first team with with Waller and Carr, and they were uh, and then now they're mixed between like. Or actually, they started off with being a run first team with Jacobs. I feel like, and then they put a lot of money. I think they spent the most money on their offensive line to be uh, enforced on the run like the run first. And now I think they're shaping up to be more, more so of a pass first before rugs or whatever happened with rugs. But I just feel like they haven't found their identity. And with, with Adams in the mix, it's rugs. You say what? The shame what happened to rugs. Oh, I agree. I agree. Oh, shame what happened. I feel like it's a, yeah, I feel like it's a shitty situation. For uh, both sides, because he was obviously young and promising, and in the, to the family that that was involved with that, that's uh, yeah. But uh, not to get all dark and negative, but uh, I just feel like Devontae as a pick. If I see him there at, at maybe three or four, I'm still not picking him. I think Derrick Henry takes a big jump this year back to his king spot. Um, what about you? Who, who do you think picks it takes the biggest hit? But you answer that question. Oh man, um, shoot, it's it's kind of hard to say. You know, um, I feel like Devonte Adams is kind of a really good pick. That's a like number one guy. You know what I mean? That's a receiver who is like MVP caliber, like Madden ninety nine overall, two K pink diamond opal, <laughs> like. That's a that's a hell of a player right there to just switch organizations. So I guess we'll truly find out if he was a hell of a player or he had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time throwing him the ball, which I don't agree with. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever stated that, but I never really liked Aaron Rodgers. Um, if he did become a great or a Denver Bronco in this past offseason, I probably would have liked Aaron Rodgers a lot more. Um, <laughs> and now I like him a lot less. It's a little bit biased. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I I would say Devonte Adams too. Um, as far as like uh, production level, because uh, I mean, shit, dude was literally like the best receiver in the league. Uh, I mean, other than Cooper Cup, uh, but like you got to give it to him, you know. Um, now he goes into a new system, new coaches, new quarterback, um, everything brand new. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the ball's not going to be right in your hands every time, you know what I mean? Pause. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's – uh, you know who I think is going to be we'll – go, okay, we'll go to sleepers next. You know who I think is going to be a, a a big sleeper this year that I've been uh, been trying to keep on the wraps because of my fantasy league? 
But I think Joel Mixon takes a really big step this year. I think with their offense and how high power they are, everybody's going to have their attention on Jamar. And I think Joel Mixon's going to take him the next step. And uh, I think he's going to be easily a, a thousand yards rusher. And maybe even uh, looking at maybe even up there with King Henry at 1,400, maybe 1,500 yards rushing a year or this year. I think, he, uh, I think he's going to be running back three or two. And that's my bold prediction. Hmm. That's uh, definitely a bold prediction. I I would say the person who takes the biggest leap forward this upcoming season, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville mm. quarterback. Um, I know he had a mediocre rookie season. Uh, if you look at the pieces he had around him, uh, it was kind of expect- expected. Um I mean, he got drafted to the Jaguars. Come on. Give the guy some slack. Um, Mm. I feel like they had a really good offseason in free agency, even though they paid Christian Kirk a ridiculous contract, and he completely changed the landscape of the wide receiver salary market. Uh, I probably am going to hate him for that because the Broncos will probably lose out on a lot of talent in the receiver room now because Mm. of that. But – um. Yeah, they they picked up Christian Kirk. You know what I mean? They still got Marvin Jones. Um, they they picked up Zay Jones from the Raiders. Uh, I mm. know probably aren't really familiar with him, but I feel like that's a really good wide receiver three to have. Um, they got Evan Ingram from the the Giants. Uh, they they improved their offensive line. They picked up uh, Brandon Shreff. Uh, I believe that's how you say his last name. I'm not too sure. Sharif. Sheriff. Sheriff. Sheriff John Brown. Somebody call the sheriff. But yeah. They, <laughs> you know, the pick up uh, the commanders. Frick, they've changed their name three times now in my life. So kind of hard to keep up with that. But yeah, they they got him. Um I feel like the Jaguars, they they, they really could take a leap forward. Mm. With um Lawrence at the helm. Uh, they uh, they'll have Travis Etienne back this year. Um oh, some Clemson, huh? Yeah, he has a killer too. Last year. But um, James Robinson ended up having the role again due to injury. So I feel like their offense has improved kind of like overnight as far as like weapons are concerned. And then they did add a little bit of extra protection in free agency. So I feel like Trevor Lawrence is my breakout pro. My, uh, yeah. Who? But yeah, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is my breakout player of the year. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a that's one that's flying under the radar. I feel like I haven't even thought about that with all, with the talent. He was regarded as one of the best college players ever um, coming out, and uh, I feel like uh, what, what team you think takes a step back this year? I really feel like in my heart of hearts, I know they're my rivals, and uh, I really do think the the Titans take a step back this year. Um, I feel like they drop out of the playoffs. Um, with losing AJ Brown and not really adding any talent other than Malik, Will- Malik Willis, I feel like their their team has been kind of lackluster in a free agency as well. Mm. I feel like maybe I'm being biased here too with a division rival, but I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs take the biggest step back this year. Um, if you really think about it, the biggest splashes that they made this past off season were losing players rather than acquiring them. Mm. 
they lost their number one receiver in Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you can say they still have Travis Kelsey. They picked up Juju Smith-Schuster in the offseason, but realistically, Juju was a number two behind Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh. But I I guess we can say he's the new number one up there. They lost Byron Pringle in free agency. Uh, they still have Hardman. They still got Kelsey. Um, they got a – that. They got that one cornerback from uh, Washington. He's pretty good. They said yeah. he's supposed to be like a type, like a Michael Speeders type guy. Yeah, they picked up Trent McDuffie in the in yeah, the McDuffie. Honestly, I I feel like they take the biggest step back. They 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 lost more than they gained, in my personal opinion. Um, Trent Mc Trent Mc uh, Muffin. <laughs> no, but you you um. Well, I feel like I feel like Creed Humphrey was like. I feel like how Creed Humphrey and he slid to them, I, I think it uh, should be illegal. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about Tristan Wharfs and how he's never, as a rookie, didn't give up a sack. That's, I think it was like, was it one season or two seasons he hasn't given up a sack? Well, I mean, when you figure you're blocking for the greatest quarterback of all time, you don't want to give up a sack. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. I know that that would give me extra incentive to play a little harder. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh have you been playing any sports recently? Absolutely not, man. <laughs> I'm freaking working all the time. I'm always on a different route, always driving all around this island, putting chips on the shelves for all of Oahu. So if anybody goes to the grocery store and they see the chip aisle is nice and neat and organized, um depending on where I'm at that day, shout out to me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys want to know his route so you can mess up the the, uh, the display, uh, let me know. I can shoot that to you guys as well. But, uh, yeah, man, would you feel like – how how's the people you work with? Like, you meet people at, at the stores. I know a lot of people ask you where, where stuff is, but you, how's, like, your interaction on, like, a daily basis? Oh, absolutely not, man. I, I don't <laughs> anyone. Um, it's a very independent job um, if you – aren't comfortable with talking to yourself, I wouldn't recommend it. But um, if you're comfortable with waking up early and making a lot of money on payday, then apply. Apply? <laughs> so you just be having your, your AirPods in your ear your all, all day? And... No, so... man. Do that. That's against the rules. Is it really? Yes, sir. Man, you... Oh, that's crazy. So you don't be listening to Jack Harlow's new album on there? Absolutely not. Uh, uh, speaking of that, um, geez, uh, what a fall off, huh? You think so? Oh, 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 sorry. Was I the only one? Did I say that out loud? I think, uh, well, I think everybody has a bad shooting night. Shooting night. And you figure they're, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, your album should be your, what you put all your time into your, uh, your, you know, your golden egg, your with your passion project. It should be, yeah, man. Put your, all in one basket. Yeah, your uh, what do you call it? Your Taj Mahal, as they say. Like that should be your, you know. And um, and I feel like he kind of just threw that threw this album out there. And I'm one of I'm a big Jack Harlow supporter because I do see his ceiling and I like his word plays on everything. And uh, it's uh, I just it, it just felt like it was kind of lackluster and it was more so disappointing and like because of the the hype that it 
it uh, it got you know and the attention it got from that short little snippet of first class. But I just feel like he kind of let us down, you know, the, the true fans, because because like everyone knows what he's capable of, and I feel like he didn't deliver. Definitely, I would I would rank Future's album over Jack Harlow's album. Future, for sure. But yeah, um, well. Go ahead and wrap up this episode of Abra with Mike and Mike on the mic on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, yeah, you can, or you can come straight to Anchor on the app. We have the link in our bio on uh, Instagram. Our YouTube's coming up. Our Twitter's going to be up. Yes, soon. sir. Um, I'm also going to work on us a TikTok page. Um, just give you guys a funny little snippets, clips, uh, cutouts of every show that releases that does have some funny content in it i know this one was kind of uh us explaining where we've been for the past three years uh we haven't been a rock we've uh been expanding our brand i guess you would say (laughs) working on ourselves and now that ourselves are worked on um, we're back in action live and direct from wainai hawaii and spokane washington but I uh, promise we're going to get a video feed up for you guys. Uh, we're going to get some, because I know a lot of pe- people have been asking me, hey, why, why don't you have like an guys, which kind of hinders us because he lives in all the way, all the way in Hawaii, but we're working on it, I promise. Uh, we're going to put more time into this and more effort because, you know, I know the people have been waiting. And it's something Not to sound cocky, but. Do so. We want to put out good product. We want to put out stuff that you guys care about, stuff that you guys actually want to listen to and hear about. Um, so hopefully that this episode is now complete. Um, we can do that for you guys. Uh, I guess, what, Mike, same time tomorrow we'll record a new one? Yeah, we'll, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we got a lot of details. <laughs> We'll we'll hit up the details with you guys on uh, on all our Instagrams and our medias rather and yeah thanks for listening sorry about the wait but I hope it uh I hope it was worth the wait just uh, yeah. that's all I'm saying <laughs> but we can we need to push out more content we got some some reaction videos coming up uh, and yeah we don't sleep on us we're coming yes sir appreciate you guys for listening thank you been a pleasure peace